Bridgestone Tires just rolled into Midas. And if you roll in, we've got an exclusive deal for you. Get $70 back in Bridgestone rebates, plus a $50 reward card with paid installation. Shop Bridgestone Tires at Midas.com. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Welcome to Remain Seated with Gina Barberi. I, I would be the Gina Barberi of that. And I do this podcast with my son, Festus. That's me. Hi. Thanks for doing it with me. We're still doing it. I have to schedule time with you or I don't see you. So that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, this is our mother-son appointment. <laughs> and we just happen to record it for everybody. Thank you for, for caring. Um, today we're going to talk about, it's halloween time. It's, it's supernatural stuff. We're going to talk supernatural. We're going to talk local um, Utah ghost stories and our own thoughts and feelings on the supernatural. And we want to thank Black Velvet Boutique for making that possible. Locally owned and operated sexual wellness resource. Festus, that's what Black Velvet Boutique is. This isn't scary at all. <laughs> They're open seven days a week, and right now they're at 293 South State Street in Clearfield, but they're moving, and I heard, actually, that a lot of friends of the program are going into Black Velvet Boutique saying, hey, you've got that inventory reduction sale going on. That's true. Up to 50% off. Some things are 20, some things are 10, but some things are 50, so just ask them. Just say, hey, Gina told me to come in and check out your inventory reduction sale. Black Velvet Boutique, 293 South State Street in Clearfield. Take advantage of those discounts while you can. <laughs> so this time of year, we start thinking about supernatural and you hear a lot of scary ghost stories and stuff. And I, I'm not sure whether you even believe in that kind of stuff, Festus. Do you? Yeah, I, th I think it's hard not to when, you know, we say we believe in aliens probably and God is a maybe. And I think if those stuff exist... In some people's minds, then it's hard to not have the supernatural be a possibility. So I'm not going to rule it out. I mean, I'm kind of of the I know enough to know I don't know everything camp. Yeah, I think we're we're the same in that way to where we, we can't say that there isn't anything. But I've never personally experienced the supernatural in my life. But I'm not going to say that there there isn't that presence. Do you wish you had? Do you wish you had your own ghost story? I think it'd be cool. <laughs> I hear other people that have ghost stories, and it's pretty cool. I don't have a ghost story. I, I don't have one either. I mean, there's the old story about when Houdini, you know, who, who do you even know who Houdini is? Harry Houdini? Yeah. The magician? Yeah. Of course I okay, know who I Harry know. Houdini is. I don't know who you know and who you don't know. Well, that we're finding out then. So when uh, when he was going to die, he had told his friends, I want you to have seances after I'm gone because he wanted to prove that there was an afterlife. And he's like, I promise if I can come back in some way and let you know that I'm around, I will. Who else did that? Andy Kaufman? Yeah. Didn't he say he would? He'll come back yeah. if he can. And I think I think there are still people that hold seances for Harry Houdini all the time, but I mean, I'm sure they would tell you they've had some communication with him, but. It's all about your perception. Yeah. You know, you think the wind blows and that's him talking to you, then that's, yeah. But that's all that matters, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, do I, do I get scared thinking about, no, not, not really. Cause I, here's what I always think. And I think about this in scary movies too. Like 
if there's a monster or what. I'm like, what do they want from me? Okay, they just want to kill me? That's easy. What do they get out of that? You know? Now, if you're robbing me from my money or something, I get that you get out. But you yeah. just want to kill me to kill me? What's, what's the motivation yeah, there? I can't think that there's a lot of actual people out there that want to kill people just to kill people. Yeah, what did I do to your monster family? Right. So I'm not that scared. You know, it's like, okay, there's something under your bed and it's going to grab you. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, then what? No, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with me? <laughs> so you're gonna what grab are your plans? <laughs> you're going to grab me and then what? Are we going to go get ice cream? You See, drag me take, down to hell? They never take it that far. It's no. just that they grab you and... It's just the putting the thought in your mind that they might grab you. That's what it's all about. I don't know. No, I don't think anyone ever grabs anybody. So when I was... So the very first scary movie I ever watched, I was having a sleepover. And my mom said, you, we can rent a scary movie and watch a scary movie. It's my very first rated R movie. Did you get the, the VHS? The Because v- that back then you had to rent the actual machine. Yep. Yeah, oh, you had you to rent, go rent the VCR. Oh, yeah, you don't own one of those. Those are expensive. Yeah. So you would rent that, and they give you the cables to hook it up to your TV, and then you rent the movie, too. And you got to hope the person before you rewound the movie. Be kind. Please rewind. Yeah. So we rented this movie called Happy Birthday to Me. I mean, that just sounds scary. And it was starring Melissa Sue Anderson, and I feel like Little House on the Prairie is going to come up a lot on this podcast, but... No thanks to me she, at all. She was the star of of Little House on the Prairie, and she was in this horror movie. And as you know, I grew up watching Little House on the Prairie. I'm like, well, I want the scary movie with Mary Ingalls in it. That was her character. Yeah. And so the premise of the story was she was a little girl, and she was not a popular little girl, and she had a birthday party, and none of the popular kids came. So when she got older... Is this, a, is this a revenge tale? When she got older, she she uh, slowly went and found all of the people that didn't come to her birthday party when she was little, and she killed them. And then the very, like, the end of the movie, she walked in the room with this cake, and it had the candles lit. Happy birthday to me. And she had slowly put all of the dead popular kids around a birthday table and they've got party hats on. <laughs> like their dead bodies? Yeah. Like just propped yeah, up? Yeah, she, she collected like, you know, 10 of the popular kids. That's their last birthday party. Yeah, and she, she, she was happy because she finally got them at her birthday. That was the first scary movie I ever saw. I don't think her dad was very nice to her. Well, no, oh, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of it. Is that in the movie yeah. too? Oh, they got to address that. Her mom was an alcoholic. Uh-huh. What was the first scary movie you ever saw? Amityville Horror. Like the the new one? The No, the I think it was the older the old one. one. Yeah, my dad let me watch that when I think I was like 10 or something, like way too little. See, that's one of, the, one of those that can freak you out because you could think that could actually happen kind of thing. I remember he had to come for me. I remember what he said. He said when I was freaking out about it, he told me, just remember, there's a room full of people with cameras and lights while this is all happening. It's all fake. It's all fake. But it stuck with you, didn't it? Yeah, I still remember like the the blood dripping down the walls mm-hmm. and the hell coming out of the basement. You know, that's, that's based on actual events. Yeah, the Amityville horrors. That actually really happened. All yeah. that stuff really, really it actually, happened. Actually, yeah. No. <laughs> if you ask some people. The, um, the movie The Conjuring, have you seen that? Yeah. I haven't seen the sequels, but I've seen the first one. So those pe- that actually is based on real people. 
Like those uh, paranormal investigators? And they actually investigated Amityville Horror, the actual house, the actual story that's based on. There's a little trivia for you. I did not know that. See? Are they still alive, those people that it's based on? Or is it like, were they alive a long time ago? I mean, it was like in the 70s. Okay. So I guess they could still be alive. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We need to go watch them. But, But yeah, do I really believe it? Eh. I don't know. Yeah, I've never personally experienced anything to that degree, but I know some people that feel very passionately about it. Like what? Like, well, my fiance, Amanda. um, She believes in the ghosts? She believes in the ghosts. And I don't not believe in the ghosts, but she's had personal experiences with the ghosts. Like um, at her, she has a, a bunch of land down in southern Utah, but she experiences like... It's more like lights, like strange lights coming down from the sky and lighting up the whole sky and then shooting back off into the sky. So that's like UFO-y kind of stuff? That's like UFO-y kind of stuff. It's got to be something 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 crazy. Yeah. Well, there's a few. I looked up a few local um, ghost stories, and I thought I would share them with you and see if they freaked you out. Um, Let's see. I'm hard to freak out. All right. I want you to try. You want, I want me to try to, to freak you out? I want you to try. When, when I was in college, this isn't a ghost story, but um, my roommate and I went to see Pet Cemetery, which they remade. Yeah, aren't they like right now with uh, John Lithgow? And and the, the trailer looks super creepy. It looks really cool, actually. Yeah. But the premise of that is, you know, the premise of Pet Cemetery. Uh, remind me. So there's this place in the woods where if your pet dies... You can go bury it in this place, then it'll come back, like come back to life. It's like ghost pet. No, they're like like they're phys- like the physical pet is alive, but they're kind of off. Yeah, like, like they look like they've been buried for a minute. That and like if your dog is really nice, he's not nice anymore. Or your cat wants to kill you. Well, kind cut of him thing. a break. He was dead once. So then the the story is that this is Stephen. You like Stephen King? I would think you would know about this, but the a little boy gets killed. And so the dad goes, I'm going to go bury him in the pet cemetery and bring him back to life, mm-hmm. which he does. And of course that doesn't go well. Yeah. But in the, before all that happens in the movie, um, there's this car accident where this guy named Victor Pascal dies. But the main character in the movie keeps seeing him around town, but he's like all bloody like from the car accident but like he'll see him at the store and he'll see him driving down the street he'll see him on the side of the road he's kind of haunting him kind of yeah so my roommate and i went to see it and it was super scary and we started punking each other like showing up in in places that you weren't expecting and you weren't punking each other you were haunting each other haunting each other so we would scare each other and it was we were we said we were playing like we were victor pascal in the but the funniest part was one day I came back to the dorm room and I got inside my closet and I'm like, I'm going to scare her when she comes in the room. So I'm sitting in there with the closet kind of cracked open just a little bit waiting for her to come in the room. And I hear her open the door and she tiptoes in the room and she goes and climbs in her closet and closes the door. <laughs> she, she was going to do this. You guys need to have original ideas. <laughs> she was gonna, and I sat there for just a couple minutes and let her sit there, and then I burst out laughing because we're both open the closet. We're both doing the same thing. It's not really a ghost story, but but Pet Cemetery coming out, you'll like it. 
Yeah, I want to see the new one. I still I haven't seen the old one even, but I heard it was Don't see not the, good. No, is the old it not a good one to start one with? Is, no, the old one is the old one is bad. Yeah. They didn't have the technology that we have now. No, I bet this new one looks really, really cool, though. Uh, the Weeping Lady of Spanish Fork Cemetery. I'm already scared of Spanish Fork. Are you going to make me more scared of I Spanish am. Fork? More reasons to not go to Spanish Fork. I have like seven already, so let's add to it. Spanish Fork Cemetery hosts a famous gravestone carved in the shape of a woman known as the Weeping Lady. The beautiful headstone belongs to Laura Daniels Faraday of Payson, who was laid to rest in 1929. Whether or not she's the weeping lady remains uncertain, but in the decades since the legend's inception, her grave continues to attract many curious visitors. The woman's crouched down, clearly distraught, with one hand on the headstone and the other covering her face. And some say you can actually hear her weeping. The story goes that many decades, the legend of the weeping lady has been passed down with different interpretations. Some say you have to walk through the cemetery with your eyes closed to hear the sobs. Others claim to see the tears streaming down her stone face and the stain remains well into the next day. See, now I think it'd be a fun Halloween activity to go hide near that headstone. <laughs> and when people come on their Halloween tours what would you for, for scary things, just give them a little sob <laughs> just from <laughs> off in the shadows. Say, see, it's just, real. Yeah. I want to give them something to something to talk about. Their money's worth. Yeah, I mean they came here for a for a ghost story. I want to give it to them. There's another cemetery one. You heard the legend of Lily Gray? No, but I'm about to. Yep. Um, let's see. On her gravestone, I'll show you there. Actually printed on it, it says "Victim of the Beast 666" on the headstone. You know that's the number of the beast. I know. Yeah. Uh, Salt Lake City Cemetery is where this headstone is. And the only clues are that Lily Gray died of natural causes. People have looked into trying to find out who this person was and what happened to them. But I guess that um, the, it says Gray remains an enigma and her headstone forms a source of wild tales about her being a sacrifice to Satan or if she herself was a Satanist. Some have speculated that she was another innoc innocent woman accused of witchcraft. But on her headstone... 666, victim of the beast. When did she die? Does it say when she died? She died. Like how long has that headstone been there? In 1958. Okay. So she was born in 1881, died in 1958. Okay. So you could go hide in uh, and play Salt Lake some, Cemetery. Yeah. I could just growl. And I play some Iron Maiden. Uh-huh. I think you should do that. Yeah, for, I'll take a boombox. Uh, John Baptiste, the legend of John Baptiste. He was caught robbing graves, but many people claim he was also a necrophiliac. I don't know why they claim that. Did he claim that? I don't think I wouldn't he assume did. that. That's a lot to assume. He was a grave digger in the 1800s. John Baptiste was one of the first employed in Salt Lake City. The years into his employment, a man came to have the body of his brother exhumed so he could be reburied at the family plot back east. Should have planned this out before you buried him. The grave was dug up, and much to everyone's surprise, the body was naked and thrown into the casket face down. Obviously, the man was outraged at the condition of his brother's corpse. An investigation, an investigation was launched and focused on the person who buried him, John Baptiste. After the cemetery was secretly placed under surveillance, Baptiste got caught with a corpse in a wheelbarrow. 
Officers arrested him, searched his home, found tons of clothing from corpses, some hung up as drapes, other as furniture covers. He had a vat set up in his basement for boiling the clothes before repurposing them. This guy's prepared. Authorities believe he robbed over 350 corpses, keeping their clothing but selling the jewelry. They're not using it. He was tried, convicted, and exiled to the Great Salt Lake, the Antelope Island. They sent him out there, and they say he haunts Antelope Island, and people claim to have seen him carrying, like, bundles of clothing, haunting it. I don't know who he's haunting, the buffalo out there or yeah, something. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot, of, a lot of people to steal clothes from. Do you have a ghost story you want to read? Uh-huh. <laughs> this, is what, this is what the one we're going to end with. Okay. Okay, you guys ready? Okay, so this is, I'm going to tell you about uh, Tom, Fred, and John. Tom, Fred, and John. Tom, Fred, and John. So Tom, Fred, and John were sitting at the cafeteria table during lunchtime discussing some of the local urban legends. According to my uncle, his friend walked into the cemetery on a full moon and at the stroke of midnight plunged a knife into the earth and the hand of a skeleton reached up out of the ground and grabbed his leg. Tom explained as he twirled his fork around the pile of spaghetti on his plate. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, whatever. John replied as he rolled his eyes. Cha, whatever. Like so, that um, actually happened. Yeah. What happened then? Fred stuttered as he, started, <laughs> as he stared at Tim with wide and fearful eyes. Well, they say that he was pulled down under the dirt and trapped there until he died of suffocation. Tom answered, glancing back and forth at his two friends. Wow. Fred said as he broke a corner off his cornbread and popped it in his mouth. Ooh, cornbread sounds good, too. Let's, let's have some after this. Get real. That's one of the old stories about the cemetery ever. Everyone knows it's a bunch of baloney. John said, looking at Tom with disdain. (laughs) Okay, then. Tomorrow night is a full moon. I dare you to stick a knife in the ground at midnight and leave it there. We'll check in the morning to see if you really did it. Tom answered, matching John's look with a smirk. I'm kind of getting scared. Fine, Tom said as he shoved his hand across the table. John reached over his plate, grasped his friend's hand firmly, and shook it. The deal was made. The next night, John crept silently into the dark, foreboding cemetery. It was far spookier than he had remembered during the day. Finally, he found a fresh grave plot that had recently been filled in. He quickly removed the jackknife from his jacket pocket, unfolded the blade, as he watched the moon's reflection dance over the silver blade, he realized his hand was shaking. <gasps> what kind of shaking, too? It's just a story. <laughs> just do it, he thought to himself. He squatted down. Mom, are you listening? I'm he scared. He squatted down. He closed his eyes and slammed the blade into the freshly packed earth. And then? He waited a few moments and nothing. Phew. Relieved. He thought it was all over, but no. No? He started to stand up, but at that very moment, something tugged on his jacket. He tried harder to stand up and realized that something had a firm grip on his jacket. Here we go. And was pulling him down towards the ground. Here we go. His heart froze and he screamed at the top of his lungs until all of his breath was expelled and he passed out. He was gone. So the next morning, his friends found him asleep by the grave. When they woke him, he started to tell the story. And then they all quickly looked down at his jacket where he'd been grabbed and pulled to the ground. 
Immediately, Tom and Fred burst into hysterical laughter. Uh-oh. Why, you say? Because John had stuck himself to the ground with the knife. The knife? Yeah. Okay. It's not He's, really a... It's... No. Ghost. There wasn't a ghost. There wasn't a ghost. He just... He just <laughs> stuck his jacket to the ground. <laughs> Th- thought he was... You had Thought he going. was getting pulled down to hell. I was scared. But no, John's just an idiot. <laughs> well, next week, I think we should talk... Um, more about Halloween. Yeah, tis, it's getting closer. Tis the season. I think everybody's in the mood. We'll do that next week. And if there's anything you would like to uh, have us talk about, hear us talk about, are people responding? People need to respond. People respond. We get, we're getting a lot of activity on Twitter, which is good. Um, and if you want to follow that, by the way, that's at Remains Heated Pod. You can tweet us anything you'd like. And if you have uh, questions or topics you'd like Festus and I to talk about, uh, you can email me, Gina at x96.com, or you can leave us a, a message on the Remain Seated Twitter feed, if you so desire. Thanks for joining us again. How many episodes is this? This is six. This is number six. We're on a roll. We're going to keep doing it. Thank you for listening to Remain Seated with me, Gina Barberi, and my son, Festus. Festus.